0: This is The Good Stuff. Let's get to know those who are doing the good stuff in our community. We'll chat with everyone from small business owners to local officials. Join us as we go around town to find the hidden gems. This is your host, Andy Tomlinson. Welcome to The Good Stuff Podcast. Well. Welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. I'm here with a special guest, Pat McAllister. Uh, I would guess he would call you a serial um, entrepreneur. You've been an entrepreneur your whole life, probably. Pretty much. And uh, I'm excited to have you. And I, I appreciate you coming in uh, to the office today and doing a little, um, little Good Stuff Podcast about uh, all the good stuff that you've done and for this community and, and have done and still are doing. Um, so... Uh, Pat, welcome. Um, so, tell me, uh, when did you start? Uh, what? When did you first start uh, in business, and how did you get into being an entrepreneur? Okay, let me go back a little bit
1: before that. But yeah. um, you know, it's kind of interesting that I graduated uh, from high school the same year your father did,
0: no John.
1: Yeah and as a matter of fact um I did not know that. Yep, and in 1960 um uh he and I both went to Ohio State and uh during orientation that they have a, a day or so before maybe a, a month before school starts they'll take you up there and I actually roomed with uh, your dad no kidding the first first orientation and um let me tell you, that was an experience. <laughs> As we know, your dad yeah. was quite a character, and I spent part of that uh, couple of days at uh, South Heidelberg yeah. uh, with your dad, and um, and uh, we got through that. I, I must say, your dad was wonderful. quite quite wonderful. a wonderful uh, character, and full of fun and and uh, I, I, I those are fond memories uh, going back to that, but. Um, and, and you graduated. I graduated in 65, uh, and I actually uh, took a job with the State Highway Department at that time. Um, they were doing the interstate uh, highway system at that time, active and doing all the interstate that we enjoy today. Well, somehow it got there, and how I got there was we were buying you know, the right-of-way and appraising uh, quite a few properties to, 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 um, to ride on that property. And so we bought thousands of par- uh, parcels, and... and Fortunately for me, um, um, they needed a lot of people, and they put you in great position, a lot of coursework. And I, you know, I developed a real interest in my major was finance and accounting, so I was kind of a number freak. I've always enjoyed numbers. Um, I think it developed from sports. You know, you had to understand batting averages as a kid, and I think I knew every. Batting average of every ball player and both leagues. I I was an avid uh, you know follower of baseball as a kid, and so anyway I was really intrigued with numbers and and so that kind of appraisal work and consulting work was really a great time to to be in. Uh, I went up to Toledo and I was a supervising reviewer of the interchange uh, in Toledo, and then I got moved up to actually. Uh, Dayton uh, system, interstate system there in Dayton, 71, wow. 75, and Cincinnati. We had like 3,000 parcels that we were buying at one time. So there wasn't too many things that I didn't find out about real estate. I became, you know, supervising, you know, we all the right-of-way. At uh, time I was 30 years old, and I got to review thousands and thousands of properties and got to see a lot of appraisal work consulting work from all the properties that we were you know purchasing and acquiring a lot of legal information a lot of can i was taken into the engineering aspect of all of this so time i was 30 i really had a wonderful real estate background and knowledge And. I wanted to get the highest designation somebody could in that field. And so I seek get the MAI, which is the doctorate of, of real estate, you might say. And so I took a lot of coursework. And time I'm 30, I'm going like, it's time that I try this on my own. Yeah. So I uh, left the employment of, of the state at, when I was 30 years old and opened up my own appraisal offices and actually opened one up in Cincinnati. Open up one in Dayton where I was living at the time, and I also came to Chillicothe and opened up a real estate office. Uh, I had had my license since nineteen sixty. I've had my real estate license as a broker for fifty years or more.
0: Wow, I had no idea.
1: Yeah, I'm not active, so oh, sure. to speak, and I only use it for myself for the most part. But um, and so anyway, um, I had an office down on Second Street and. Uh, Got involved uh, with doing appraisal work, basically all over tri-state area. We'd fly to the Carolinas and do projects, consulting work, and so was very active in 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 that business for. Quite a while. Well, and and, you're still. I mean, you still. Oh, yeah, still active. Yes, you still.
0: You still own a an appraisal business, <laughs> yeah. and they're probably slammed yeah. right
1: now. Yeah, I actually, I have uh, not done any appraisal work for probably the last ten years. I've done some mild consulting work for some friends or whatever, but yeah. mostly just for my myself. Uh, but I still have maintained my broker license and whatnot. But. Um, um, I don't know how much longer I would do that, but I okay. continue to keep. Well, why yeah, not? Why you know? not? And so, anyway, with these businesses, kind of, I decided, you know, it's time to come back to Chillicothe, and I I was not one for traffic and large cities, yeah. and, and everybody said, well, you're nuts going back to, to Chilkoff. Yeah, why would you want to go back there? Well, I've got a lot of reasons why I want to go back here. So, anyway, I, I came back here and and started to uh, get involved in developing uh, my first development. Bought a piece of land and... and
0: um, What was your first development?
1: Well, my my first piece of ground was uh, purchased Shannon Woods. Mm. It was 20 acres yeah. up there. And... Um, It's a real interesting story, how you get started with no money. Yeah. And, um, but I I kind of put these deals together. I had a lot of knowledge of how to put deals together, Uh, having worked for a lot of developers. And a lot of them would say, hey, you know, you're telling me how to do this project. Why aren't you doing any? Sure. So I said, well, the main reason is I don't have any money. And so I had to figure out a way to uh, get involved in this by depending on partners and unique ways to purchase properties, subordination agreements, some different things that, sure, that I've learned, learned through the years. And, and so I was able to put deals together with uh, uh, with very little or no money.
0: Wow. So you did uh, the backside of uh, Shannon Woods, right? There's-
1: yeah, I, I there was 20 plus acres. I actually did almost all the development of the streets, started with the actual construction. And, I developed lots first, and, and lo and behold, nobody would buy lots in Chilcarthy at that time. Yeah. When I came to Chilcarthy back then, I'm almost confident people didn't know what was on the other side of grass. I mean, sure. nothing was going on. Right. It, it was it was, it was so stagnant. It was yeah. unbelievable. Every place was, commercial and residential. And um, so I said, geez, I'm going to have to, I guess, get in the uh, residential construction. So... All of a sudden, i form a construction company and started building houses. and Wow. Um build you built that big uh, hill down. Oh, I developed it all, yeah. I yeah. bet you
0: people thought you were nuts. Oh,
1: oh more than nuts. Yeah. And, I, and looking back at it, I was. I had no uh, – if I knew what I'd done with the day, I absolutely would not have done it. But I did learn a heck of a lot. Not and, um, yeah, you know, I did my own accounting. I did – Everything, you know, uh, at that time, you know, I was the supervisor. I was everything there was to do. But I saw I learned a tremendous amount, I bet. Uh, you know, along the way. And at the same time, I was still doing appraisal work throughout the state. I did a lot of, for the Department of Natural Resources and the Highway Department and did you, uh, banks did, and whatnot. Did you
0: close your other offices and just focus on did.
1: I did close uh, eventually the Cincinnati office and also the Dayton office. I think I closed that about four years later after I moved here. Back here, and I think I moved back here in 1977.
0: Wow. Okay. And that's that's how it all kind of got started. So 46 years ago. Yep. Yeah. And then you started. uh, You started from there. Did you have a
1: mentor when you were doing this? You know, it's interesting you say that. I get asked that quite often. And um, when my first opportunity, when I went to Toledo to head up the outer belt purchases. my, so to speak, supervisor was actually what you might call a political appointee. Yeah. And he knew less than I did. So all of a sudden, all the questions started coming to me. And so I just had to learn them as I went along. And and um, I took it upon myself. And I was, it's hard to believe, working for the state. But I was putting in 80 hours a week, wow. you know, trying to learn as much as I could. And so it came fast and furious with with all the responsibilities that I had on me. And um, so I, you know, I just that's how I learned just basically by myself Well,
0: because you didn't have any I didn't have
1: any option. Yeah. And so that's been kind of way. You know, I, I probably am the only person I know of that have my designation with not having worked for another MAI. Wow. I just, you know, so I've not really ever had a mentor. It's just, uh, I wish I did at times. I'd go right. going like, hey, somebody grabbed me. I can be yeah. productive. But, you know, uh, it, it never happened.
0: Well, but I guess it formed you because you, your superior didn't know what he was doing. So you had to find it, figure it out. Exactly. And then, so that's helped you in life. And then it probably at that time, it also gave you confidence. And, yes. at, you know, you were young and uh, you could do better than your older. Uh, superior yeah. and yeah that's uh, what happened
1: i as i moved up i i had a lot of folks that you know apparently i'm 28 years right. old and i'm running you know uh, a major multi-million dollar projects and and here's this kid you know running it and yeah. uh, but you know that's how it was and and sure enough there was enough respect uh uh, and they had faith in me to do it, and I actually was at a level in um, meetings with the, you know the governor and whatnot. I mean, so it uh, it was quite a, an honor to be able yeah. to, to move forward that quickly, and I got the confidence that holy, you can I do th- this. I think I, I can do this. You yeah. know, I mean, it that, gave me
0: confidence that like, hey, I I'm, I know this stuff. Right, and uh, so and you brought that back to Chilcotay, and yes. you started on um, the development, and then. Tell me after that, what other developments did you start from there?
1: Well, you know, we got into the residential uh, building, obviously, and built, you know, like so many different subdivisions and started doing other subdivisions um build apartments out in copperfield uh, area off of clinton road oh yeah uh, did st andrews uh the greens uh developed that put parcels together it was an intriguing kind was of a, a,
0: wasn't that a crazy time when you did it
1: was a crazy time interest rates were like 20 yeah, percent uh, you told me that one and um i and it, they were really tough times so, you know really good question but you know out of tough times you really can really learn a lot. Yeah. You become so much more efficient because you have to. Yeah, I mean, I started buying gold and silver and and I had three or four off. Op- I mean, I was doing everything I could to develop, you know, cash because yeah. I was kind of getting eaten at both ends. I had, you know, maybe f- had a couple subdivisions go on and some houses I had spec. Nothing was moving. Interest rates were at twenty percent. Mortgages were at sixteen percent. Okay, so obviously. You know, there just weren't a lot of buyers. Yeah. And so it was like, hey, how do I survive this? And, sick or swim. Uh, yeah. So I had to figure out a way to survive. And wow, the banks weren't all that friendly at that time. No. You know, they didn't. If you had a builder in your name, you they didn't even want you to have a checking account there, basically. So, yeah, the, the 80s were and 70s, so, they, you know, when rates, prime rate went up to 22%. And I had a couple subdivisions sitting out there. So it was a very, very, very trying. Stressful. Very stressful time. But, you know. You, gained, you grew from it. I grew from it. Yeah. 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 Other it's things amazing. came from it. And I had to start looking for other ways to survive. And, and fortunately, uh, I, I did
0: survive. Yeah. So you did uh, that development. Didn't, uh after that, did you start to get into restaurants?
1: Well, actually, how that happened was I actually had a friend who um, I knew in Dayton, and uh, they uh, were hotel developers. And he had called me up and asked me if we had any ground in Chillicothe that looked interesting for a hotel. And I said, "Yeah, come on over. I'll show you some sites." And so he came over, and um, we were driving past, you know, Autumn Bridge Street, and yeah. he looks over uh, to the left side, and you know where the Sohio um, Station or BP Station was at, at that time. And uh, he says, I think that's a good site over there. I said, oh, that's got a lot of problems. It's floodplain, this and this and this and that, access, I think some issues. He said, no, I'd, I'd really like to have a, a site over there. So I got a hold of the owner and um, called him up and said, hey, I've, I've got some interest uh, from me. He said, "Well, I got 45 acres back there. I, he said, how many acres you know, do you need? I said, well, he'd, he'd like to have three acres. And so he um, actually put an option on the three acres and uh, I put the deal together and uh, he started doing their study and um, he comes back and he goes like, ah, it's not going to work. You know, it's got, the, the, you know, access issues, the flood. And, and he said, I just don't think it's going to work. I'm going to let the option go. So I said, okay. So I called him back and said, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. His name was Don Bunch. He had this Southern accent from the Carolinas. And I said, sorry, Don. I said, deal's falling through. And he says, okay. So anyway, about six months after that, this is like in the 80s when rates and all developers are in trouble. Yeah. So he calls me up and he goes, hey. I said, yeah, he has a Southern accent. I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Don, good to hear from you. He said, Hey, I'm in a world of stuff. he said. I, I said, I need some help." He said, I said, "What do you need?" He said, "I'll sell you that whole 45 acres for 160,000 dollars." And I go like, "Oh man, I said, And he said, "We walk out that door, but he said, "I need it in 30 days." He said, "And I'll give you10,000 dollars." And I go like, "Wow, that sounds good. I said, "See what I can do." So I'm going oh. like, boy, I got 30 days to put this deal together. Yeah. I have no money. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, sure. I'm bad at shape, but probably worse than he is. And so I go around and I go like, how can I do this? So I go to one of uh, some people that I built a home. He's a doctor. And uh, actually, it was Dr. Chen. And so I go to the doc, and I said, hey, doc, I said, I got this opportunity, this, this ground. I think I can make work. It's got a lot of access issues and this and this, but I think I can get through it. And he goes like, well, what, what do we have to do? I said, well, look, I said, you go out and get another doctor. Come up with each, come up with $80,000. i will come up with uh, going to the Howe Bows and see if they won't put $80,000 in to uh, the infrastructure of you know the roads and the, sure. and the utilities that we need to get this thing developed. I like I said, I had no money, so I'm I get so I go back to them. And, and Chen calls and says, Hey, I, I got I got another doctor, he'll put the other 80 in. I go to How About, he says he does, he'll hey, do it. I said, Okay, I'll tell you what, you guys, I'll take 30%, I'll just take 10% of this deal. I have no money, right? And I will just, you know, whatever I sell out of there, I'll take as a brokerage fee. I just give me 10% ownership. So, anyway, I put the deal together, they give me the money, I go into closing. Close it in thirty days. He walks. I walk out with ten grand, which was like hundreds of thousands oh, right. to me at that time. And so from there, you know what happened is, is the story is that another hotel guy came to me and wanted to do a hotel hit and fell through. And I'm going like, you know what? I think I can be as smart as these guys. Yeah. So I said I'm going to do the deal. So I put a deal together uh, with revenue bonds, and it was a three million dollar deal, and Through the process of knowing some people in the business, a lot of legal aspects of it, I was able to borrow three million dollars through this revenue bonds with no money down. Wow. No money down. And with the hotel, I took a twenty-five percent interest and I worked a subordination deal in the land and got a little complicated some deals. Yeah. And the revenue bonds, they quit them in eighty-six, you can't get them anymore, but um it, it it was a unique way to How the put it did deal. you
0: even know about a revenue bond i
1: i, I guess I, when you're, you're and like, i, I see a lot yeah i just see a lot of deals going on and then and I, I, I i've always spent at least two hours a day on you know I, I do a lot of reading in in that area of uh economics and and uh i'm, I'm an avid stock person i don't not that I had any money in it, but, you know, I've always followed interest rates. and. Well, that was your major, finance. That was my major. And so yeah. it was just like a unique thing for me to follow. And it, it was at the closing, there had to be at least 20 attorneys. That's how complicated it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's incredibly. And I actually did another deal later, a year later in Mansfield, and did another hotel up there the same way. Built it with. No money down. Could have walked away with cash, actually. I mean, I could tell you how to do that. But yeah. but anyway, that's, that's basically how I got started. Had the hotel, f- build it. And then somebody said, we well, need a restaurant. And I go like, well, see, if I talked to everybody I could, couldn't get anybody to do a restaurant. Couldn't get anybody. I'm down in Hilton Head, with a group of guys. We're eating at this place called Damon's. Oh, yeah. And so we're eating there, and the guy said, Pat, this is exactly what you need in Chicago." And so I called the manager over. I said, Hey, where's your headquarters? Where are you out of? He said, We're actually out of Columbus, Ohio. I said, Holy moly, Columbus. And I said, Okay. So I get back. I called the Simoninis. They have known it. they only have six at the time, only six of them. And I said, Hey, would you think about franchising? And they said, Well, we we've never, we've never thought about it. And I said, Well, look, I'd like to be your first franchisee. So anyway, I. Put a deal together there. I did some limited partnership aspects and brought in some partners. And they let me be, you know, I, I got a franchise with them. And I, I got a bill. Had no money again. But I took in some partners. Did a limited partnership. And sure. I got an operator to do the operation. Brought in some good accounting. And all of a sudden, I'm in Damon's. And we end up doing like six or six of them. And they were, you know, all very successful when we did them. So all of a sudden, I'm in a restaurant business. And today, I've probably done 30 restaurants <laughs> in my
0: life. Did you ever so, think you'd ever be in the restaurant and hotel? I had no clue. Yeah. Didn't even want to be in it. Right.
1: It just happened, and it just I happened. had to do it, you know, of sorts, because I talked these guys into this piece of property. Now I got to
0: produce, you know? So, so you, you owned all those 45 acres, yep. and then. So then your, your brother was in uh, McAllister Chevrolet, yep. right? Yep. He, of
1: course, we had to, down here at 150 West Main Street right. for years. And then Chevrolet said, hey, you've you know, you got to move. And, and so I said, hey, Harvey, I'll you know, do this deal out here for you. So I sold a piece out there. And, of course, since then we had another offices. And then at the same time I talked him into, I said, you know, there haven't been any offices built in this town ever. So I said, hey, guys. Uh, let's do. i think thinking. Let's do a condominium office complex. They said, "What's that?" And I go, "Like, well, just follow me. Have yeah. faith in me that we can do this." So we, I put up a, you know, about a uh, eight or twelve thousand square foot. Had none of them. I just started building out in the ground, and all of a sudden, the people will go out in that field and see this building. Goes, who crazy nuts doing that? It's like you know? the field of dreams. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. It, it was crazy me. Well, at the time. I had a roof on it. I had leased every one of the units, and we built another one. And so one thing led to another. We started doing offices, and then of course now we have four hotels out there. And, and so it's just kind of an amazing thing what happened there. And
0: what was the first hotel?
1: Was that actually it was initially a roadway inn. Okay, believe it or not. And then we converted it to a, a comfort, and okay. then and then of course now it's the quality inn. And then you have. And then we have the Fairfield Inn by Marriott, and uh, we have the Hampton Inn, and we had the Christopher Inn, and we, we, I, I'm going to speak to that just for a second. Yeah, I just want to tell you, our hotels, both the Hampton and the Fairfield, are rated as platinum in in both franchises, which means we're in the top three to five percent of hotels and ratings within the system, we get accolades. They just, they just love what we've done. And I got to give accolades to our employees and our managers and our staff, our operational manager, my son, Fred, I mean, it goes on and on. We, we, you know, as Woody Hayes says, you win with people Yeah, and we have, and it's been a very trying time for all the managers, uh, as you can well imagine.
0: So yeah. Tell me about that. Um, so when when COVID hit, it hit you guys. Like oh, it was, You were the the hardest hit. Yes, we were. So was it like overnight, everything went away?
1: Yeah, basically, you know, when you know our our governor shut everything down. Right. I mean, uh, we had to shut everything down. I mean, our hotels' occupancy, you know, dropped to ten or fifteen oh, yeah. percent. I mean, you know, were you, uh, uh, you not know, sleeping at night? Um, it, it, it fortunately. Um, we're in a situation that we're, you know, we're well funded. Right and, um, now, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It was in the 80s when you oh my this, God, I would probably, would, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. You're right. I wouldn't have slept at all. Right. So actually, we were in a good position to to ride through something like that, and um, and well, we did. And then, of course, the government stepped in and yeah. s- started handing out money, which you know, I'm not used to, I'm going right. like, you know, when you have a tough time, you get through it. Like, right. oh my God, they're going to give me money. It's yeah, like, it, it doesn't make, it yeah, make sense. Yeah, it didn't make sense. But yeah. you know, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. So, uh, we so are
0: you, are you back to, uh, the levels before?
1: That's a good question. Yes, we are back to actually, uh, to pre, you know, 2019 numbers in, in, in the hotels. And, and we've been very fortunate and we're, we're 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 doing very very well right now
0: that's and, great uh, very what pleased. is occupancy out there
1: well we'll run you know um you know typically the all, all the hotels will run a little bit different but we'll run in the 70s that's which great. is that, that's 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 a, that's a nice number and um we seem to be able to satisfy i mean you think about you know uh chillicothe we have like 308 rooms which is uh, we'll have over one hundred thousand visitors in Chillicothe, and probably seventy percent of those mostly corporate and uh tourism. Yeah, I was say, is it? yeah the breakdown is about that, and so these people are here enjoying you know our uh beautiful city and yeah. town in most cases, and we promote you know the downtown significantly, and why not? It's just a, right. a great great downtown. And uh, so we're a big part of that and big supporters of that because that amenity helps us too. Right? Sure. And so we think we kind of work together, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Do you have on, a,
0: do you have a, um, like a, bus that takes people out downtown yet
1: uh, we do the The city bus does okay. does come down but we, you know most people have vehicles and they'll they want to drive down and see the community and um so it's 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 been a it's it's been a really neat thing and to have our downtown doing what it's doing right that we can point to because a lot of times uh uh, a corporate person will have his wife with him and they will want to do something. And so what do you do? He said, Oh, you got to go to our downtown and, sure. and shop and enjoy, you know, uh, our, our shops downtown and restaurants. So it uh, it's, it's been really good from, from our standpoint to see uh, how great you're doing. And of course you're a big part of that, Andy. So yeah. uh, thank you. And, no, no. and Ed uh, for, for doing what you guys do. So
0: when people do visit, Uh, are they, is it more business? You said 70%. Probably more business. Are you getting more people, just tourism coming in?
1: Tourism, um, is, is, yeah, we, particularly during the summer months is when you have your tourism and in the winter, that's obviously when you, you know, you you depend on your corporate. If you don't have your corporate, you're, you know, you're not going to make it in our business and that's what you're dependent on and you have to take care of them and, and, um, report wise from, uh, the franchises we apparently must be taking pretty good care of. because yeah, you're yeah the top. Yeah, 3%. when you're in that top platinum rating and they're just drooling over what you do. I mean, they want me to do more stuff, and I'm going like,
0: no, I'm happy just staying here. And I'd say that's not too bad for a guy that didn't even think they'd get in the, the hotel business. <laughs> well, you're in I, the top three.
1: Do I remember you taking?
0: Uh, was that your major? That yeah, was hospitality management. That's uh, what I thought. So were not you in at, Charleston at Pinnacle? Yeah, yeah. I was at uh uh no, I was at the Planters Inn. Planters Inn. Uh okay. Peninsula Grill. Actually oh. and then I, I worked at uh Charleston Place Hotel too. Okay. Oh, wow. Great. Yeah. 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 It was, it, but there I was just a uh, room service guy. Well, I that's got, yeah, you got to start someplace. Met, met some uh some pretty uh, interesting people, Patrick Ewing. And, oh, wow. You know, you'd show up and you're like, holy, holy cow, all right. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, in this business you do. Like, yeah. you, you recall when the president came and stayed yeah. with us and – and uh what a challenge that was you know so uh, yeah we've had a lot of great guests of oh yeah a lot of great guests through the years yeah. uh, and and so that puts a lot of pressure on you when they come into a small town and expect the same kind of uh <laughs> service that you might get from right. our, uh it just doesn't quite happen
0: <laughs> um so now you have uh well you do don't you have another hotel in a different city is that right yeah
1: we've uh, through the years i've had uh, nine hotels though so we currently have 5 and um, we've sold some of them through the years, and um, we have one uh, now in Coshocton, Ohio. Okay. And we've had them in New Philly. We've had a couple in Mansfield. I mean, we fed them, you know, at one time I was much bigger in the hotel business and now more concentrated probably in the, the restaurant business. Yeah. And now you um, you have
0: Roosters. Is yes. That right? Is yes. that So you had uh, Dakotas. You started that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then now you switched as restaurants do, as D- Damon's did. Yep. They were popular and then yep. <laughs> they have a run. And yep. then you uh, had Dakotas and they had a run. And now yep. we have roosters and they're on a heck of a run. Yeah, they are. They yeah. are. We have uh,
1: actually 11 of them right now.
0: Wow. And all
1: throughout the state. So, yeah, we're blessed with uh, with that. And we, we do have uh, still one remaining Dakotas over in Jackson, Ohio, which does yeah. really well. Good. And um, it's doing really well. Yeah. So, that that's worked out really well.
0: So, if anyone still wants to have…
1: Oh, our famous onion rings and, and ribs, you can't ribs. beat them. And yeah. we
0: actually have a lot of people from Chillicothe area. Drive down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, as we like to get out of town and, and, and people like to come into our town, yeah. too. So. Yeah.
1: It's, it's everybody likes to say, hey, let's go someplace different. different yeah. Right. And that's what they'll do.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, COVID has probably affected
1: uh, your workforce. Is oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We do, you know, we've tried everything we can and uh, we still haven't been able to fill all our positions. Um, and so, you know, we just do the best we can. Yeah, uh, We're not at where we need to be with our employees. We're constantly, you know, turning people over and um, both areas and restaurant business the same way. We just yeah. can't get enough uh, employees at this time and. So if anybody's looking for something, <laughs> yeah, please uh, yeah, give us yeah, a call. How, how do,
0: yeah, how do they get a hold of you? Go uh, online? To, yeah,
1: yeah, just go online or just stop in yeah. one of the we'll, facilities yeah. and, and we'll put you to work. <laughs>
0: yeah. You've never seen it like this, I'm sure. No,
1: my gosh, no. Yeah, I it's, mean, you've been doing it for 40-some yeah. years and never. And the wages, which is really good for them, uh, you know, has you know, we're probably paying 30%, 40%, you know, more, than, more than what we were
0: two years ago. And it's hard uh, because you haven't changed the pricing
1: probably
0: yep. as much yep. uh, to, yep. to yep. reflect that. Try to. Yeah. Uh,
1: yet. Yeah. Yep. It's going to, I mean, everyone, it's going Everybody affects everybody. And, I, and I'm, I'm glad in a way that, yeah. the, uh, you know, the folks, these people work extremely hard. And so it's 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 nice to see them take advantage of it, I guess. Uh, yeah. You know, we talked about the minimum wage a couple of years ago being a 15. Everybody thought that was a dream. Well, it's they definitely. go on there right now in, yeah. in our in our area. In some areas, it's probably twenty bucks in the big cities. Yeah.
0: Uh, inflation is is definitely yeah. taking hold. Yeah. Well, absolutely, sure. no question. Um, what's your uh, what's your favorite thing about chill coffee? Oh gosh, I tell you what, like I told you earlier,
1: everybody thought I was about half crazy with my designation. Why are you going back to that's why well, you should be in a yeah. right. you know, larger city. I go like, well, I'll tell you why. There's many reasons i um uh, I grew up here as a kid, yeah, I ran these streets, I ran these alleys, yeah, played ball down in poland park and and it just it just something about Chillicothe to me that just brought me back to it, I had just a good feeling uh, the people were so much friendlier the people. um yeah. i mean, oh my gosh, and you get you know you get to know people and there's just a comfort level, I don't like a lot of traffic oh, yeah. and when i was doing a lot of appraisal work in columbus or dayton and i'd get in a have to wait through a traffic light five times and about drive me nuts i know here in chokadi somebody has to wait once through a traffic light and they think it's a traffic jam or something British yeah, British yeah yeah it's nothing no British i mean Bridge street it's nothing no. i mean they only know what traffic is right. most people and so but you know that that brought me back i mean I, for for instance i can recall Doing some deals in Dayton and Columbus, and you go in to talk to the bankers, and, you know, it's just all, matter of fact, hey, Joe, hey, you know, yeah, yeah. you fill this out, and they're virtually not even looking at you. No person. When I came back to Chilcothe to start doing business, which I had most of my cut my teeth in the larger cities, came back here, and you go in, like, hey, Pat, how are you doing? And you sit down and start, hey, where are you, you playing golf? And they're starting talking to you, you know? Yeah. I'm going like, this is They're different. not rushing me out, you know, yeah. and it's just like, where am I at in the Bahamas or something? I mean, yeah. I mean, it just was so easier right. going, and it was the pace that I enjoyed, you yeah. know. And the family life—I mean, it's so much better here. I mean, I had my daughter worked at Pioneer for thirty years. My other daughter now has a business downtown. My son—I mean, it's just yeah. so many reasons, you know. I got to, you know, my kids went to—I uh, got to see him play ball. very successful in in sports and you know it's just a a community that uh, i feel sorry for people that don't get a chance to experience a small town
0: me too you know what i mean i do
1: i mean yeah it's it's different we're so lucky i mean we're blessed i mean in the beauty of our community and the hills i miss i miss the hills i mean you're up in toledo and everything is flat flat, whatever and it would just I, i would ache when i'd come back drive down through here and I yeah. see the great seal or whatever. Yeah. It's like, "Oh my god, I'm home." You know? Well, yeah, and
0: then, you know, you have people that visit and you 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 know, walk to a restaurant or you walk anywhere and they're like, "Do you, do you get do you know everyone?" I'm like, "No, it's just, <laughs> yeah. this is just the way it is." Yeah. We know we do know a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. And we take for granted. We do. Yeah.
1: I don't because I went away and and I missed it. I, and, I did too. I went it, away and came back. And it it brought me back and I'm surprised
0: the more people don't come back, I, I, honestly. I, I think it. it's starting to. I feel like uh It's good. People are coming back and, and realizing the big city's not not and especially now that uh people can work virtually, yeah, so they can pick anywhere they want. Why would you want to live in a big city and waste half your time in the uh, yeah. on
1: a highway waiting i mean how many how many places can you think about in business where and you live in a large town and almost felt like a sheep you riding on an elevator, you're yeah. standing on a corner and a bus blowing smoke on you, you're walking you know a mile to get to your office like here. I can drive to my office. I can shut my car door and almost reach for my door to my office. And yeah. in 10 minutes, I can be at a, you know, playing golf someplace uh, with some friends. Right. And you, you tie into so many more friends and you feel a real com- camaraderie. I mean, it's just, it's can't, can't explain it.
0: Yeah. Can't explain it. You can't. You're right. Well, I think I, we've, we've, uh, we've got a lot of it. Is there anything I, we'd like to share that I didn't, didn't ask?
1: No. Um,
0: I think the only place
1: I was going to talk to, you asked me about uh,
0: my favorite breakfast place. And I got oh, yeah, yeah. I got, I got that. I got the breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Smoking. Well, I'll
1: talk about my breakfast for yeah. a second. I got the best place in the world. It's called home. Yeah. My wife she is sell. so good. Oh, my gosh. I can give her an order in 10 minutes of whatever. I can uh, BLT with egg, oatmeal, uh, you know, uh fried egg, I mean, pancakes, blueberry muffin, I mean, whatever. I mean, she's so quick. There's no better place no in the world. No better place at home, I agree. No, I mean, it, that, that'd be my favorite spot. You know, if we're, we're talking about Chilkati for lunch, I enjoy all the restaurants downtown. I've yeah. eaten at all of them. They're all, you know, nice cuisine and um, a comfortable uh, environment yeah. and um, of course I got to say that I love roosters when That's I say yeah you know what's and, your
0: favorite thing? Oh,
1: uh, my favorite thing. I like the Italian sub. Be honest with you, it's yeah. one of my favorite. And of course, the wings are, the wings are you wonderful. can't yeah you can't. There are not too many wings any better. Is there a wing
0: shortage? Did I hear that?
1: It definitely is a shortage, <laughs> and we're reflected in the price. It just it, it's just really. It's, it's, yeah. it's so high. I can't,
0: it's, it's okay. I, I remember yeah. I went to the dock and it said wings market price. I thought, holy cow, is this lobster? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. Particularly the special wings that we, we buy it uh, uh, for roosters because they're a special size. And so sure. um, they, it, it, it's just extremely difficult time
0: for us right now. Yeah. It really is. Um, but I guess you, if I know you, you're going to work through it yeah. because you did in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get to you. It. Had your back against the wall. Oh and my you gosh! Had no money. Oh yeah. You, this I this don't is, worry.
1: I after going through something like that, it's hard for me to worry about anything. Right. I don't. I don't stress. I don't stress anymore. It, it, it's it's not there. I mean, um, it, it's just not there. Yeah. I, and we talk about food. I'm I'm more of a. Uh, a comfort style f- food. Uh, that's my favorite, you know, meatloaf, fried chicken. You know, uh, I've eaten at some of the finest five star restaurants ever. Um, but you still like the old- I, I, Yeah, I, I go for that kind of food. By what, far. what
0: about your dinner spot?
1: My dinner spot, um, like I say in Chillicothe, are you talking about anywhere? Any- anywhere.
0: I like it. The reason I ask this question is yeah. I
1: want to know. Yeah. When I travel, or- yeah, exactly. Well, in Columbus, you know, where we go, it's you know, like Cap City. Yeah. Again, it's that it's that comfort food. Sure. I I I enjoy the Ocean Club, yeah. obviously. Uh, I actually try to go for a three diamond kind of uh, restaurants. Yeah. Every time I go to a a French or four or five, I'm not impressed. They give me just a little bit of food and I'm, yeah. And I, and and it's like, it's okay. Sure. But I'd rather have, you know, the three diamonds, you know, that's what we were. Uh, I think one of your questions that you were going to ask is. Oh, biggest failure. The biggest failure. Yeah. Well, I've had more than one, (laughs) you know, through the years, obviously, but, um, One that I think about often is New York, New York.
0: Yeah. I didn't think it was a failure, though.
1: No, it was not a failure in terms of success of our rating. We were a three-diamond, which is the only three-diamond we've ever had. We had three culinary chefs. We had, you know, we had the uh, gourmet—we had— we had so many people really respond to it that loved us, and we were we were covered in the press by you know so many nice awards that we won. Yeah. But the bottom line, it was probably ten years too early with yeah. the concept. It was a, a Cameron Mitchell style sure. level restaurant, and uh, we had our own dessert chef. We had I mean I had everything in there. You had to I I had the great designers from uh, Cleveland. The, Design restaurants all over. Design. Yeah. It was just a wonderful, wonderful place. First few years were great when the Mead was still here, and they were really big users of us. And and uh, the uh, pharmaceuticals were using us, but those things got cut out after about three or four years. Yeah. And we just didn't have... Um, now there's discretionary money, I think, that could do, uh, be successful with that kind of restaurant in town. But that time, we were just a little early, I think, with it. Yeah. And. Um, do you think you'll ever bring it back or some of that concept? I would love to if I were just a little younger. Sure. You know, but well, you have it was a lot on. of work. I mean, and it, and the thing about a failure is that we won't call it a failure. No, it Just, say, it, it was. It just say the bottom line was, you know, just wasn't there where I needed it to be. And, um, but. It's, the, it's not only the, the money you lose, but more often than that, it's the time element yeah. that you get involved in. Because you will spend more time on something that is not as successful as you want it to be. And so it's the time aspect that will kill you. Yeah. And, and so in, in ventures that I've had that have gone south, it's the time aspect because when you're putting time into something that you're not making money in, right. it's, it's double cost. No, I agree. And the people don't that, – that's where the real key is. It's that time element that you have to put into yeah. it to try to make it go. And so it, was, it, it, it drained a lot of time from me, which stopped me from doing other things. I mean, I've, I've done uh, – hundreds of different projects and it's, it makes you pause doing other things.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. Cause we can't get back time and why focus your good time on bad things? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you say you're a, a book reader. What, what book are you currently reading or would you like to share?
1: Well, I just read, uh, John Boehner's book, uh, about the memories of Washington, which was good. I, i I like a lot of history I, yeah I've read a lot of history, but um you know i will Durant uh was renowned history I've read you know alexander Hamilton's book you yeah. know which That's is big. you know oh, it's a big book it took yeah. me forever to read the thing the Warren Buffetts life i mean it's yeah. a huge book i so I read a lot of that but i I read a lot of spend a lot of time in the financial area of a lot of reading of of the current events it's uh if i can give advice to anybody watch the 10-year yield It tells you a lot Uh, the you know that 10-year yield watch it daily i watch it the interest rates daily because that's really key to what's to what's happening and gives you a, a key of where your rates are when you're borrowing a lot of money or people they are gonna, you know, it's going to slow things down if it's going to go up. And the, and the feds obviously control a lot of that. Yeah. And so you just got to be careful with that. And I'll be honest with you, um, the last three or four years I've been writing a book. Have you really? Yeah. So I've spent a great deal of time. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, my kids and, and whatnot, a lot of friends will say, Pat, why don't you write a book? Yeah. And I go like, well, I'm just going to write a book for the family And so, you know, a hundred years from now, they can read about their old Uh grand-grandpa. Because I would would, uh, love—wouldn't you love to read— Or listen to this. Or listen to Yeah, Yeah. there you go. And, and, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, this is, you know, be history for them, perhaps. And so, you know, I said, you know, okay, I'll start doing that. So I— I started sitting down and writing the history as I remember it as a kid and my family and whatnot and took it forward, actually talk a, a lot about the deals and how I structured them yeah. and uh, try to give some tips and into that area of, like, here's this deal, here's how I did that, go in great de- detail of how I uh, I did these uh, deals and how I brought in partners because yeah. without the partners uh, that I can name – I've got some very tremendous partners and tremendous employees through the year that uh that that have assisted me and so I take it through the deals and my and I get into the personal aspect of my life which is as a kid kind of interesting yeah. and so So when do
0: you think you'll you'll be done? I actually just uh,
1: just put it in um in the printing now and it probably should be done in Probably about three months, I'm guessing three, or four Great. months, and so I've had some assistance, you know, and yeah. well, sure. preparing writing because as it got more serious and and she's helped me. She says Pat, you got to put this. Thing. This got to be a book. You got to yeah. do the book, and so and so I I, I did one. So we'll see. And we'll you'll see. be
0: at the local bookstore, probably. Yeah, uh-huh. and it probably will. Amazon. And-
1: yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe
0: you can do an audible because that's how I listen.
1: Right? Yeah, I've I've thought about uh I've thought about that and so I might might do
0: that. And then uh have you speak on the audible.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or well
1: hire, good. Or hire maybe I could hire you. you no no no. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> well
0: that's great. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: yeah, it's it's taken up a lot of my. I tell you, I encourage, everybody's got a story. Oh, yeah. And that's, everybody's that's, got a story. That's why I like to bring people in yeah, here. Everybody,
0: everybody. They're, they're anybody oh, doesn't right. have
1: a great story. Right. And and so, you know, there's nothing special. It's just
0: something that... Well, you be, sure have left a mark in Chillicothe. Without well, you, you, we wouldn't have uh, these uh, residential areas. We wouldn't have our hotels. We wouldn't have the uh, the restaurants. You have definitely met, uh, left your mark and your legacy. And I... I I thank you, and I'm sure everyone in Chillicothe thanks you.
1: Well, uh, I, I appreciate that, Andy. It's um, I didn't start out to be anything but just keeping busy yeah. and um, and providing jobs, and and it's something that I enjoyed. And so, you do provide uh, how, yeah. many do you, how many how oh, many employees do you
0: have? Uh,
1: I I guess when we were able would hire everybody, probably had about fifteen hundred. That's just wow. that's full, you know. It's employees in the store, not counting the construction aspect of things, which I'm would sure. be. You know, there's am going. Right. I don't know. I can't even can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. But I know a lot of people through the years have worked for me, and um, and uh, I've been very fortunate with that. I've had like I say, just some great associations with everybody, and and um, hey, we're all the same out here. Oh yeah. And uh, and uh, so that's one thing I enjoy. I enjoy. I enjoy people. Yeah. Uh, my employees are in many cases. Could be my best friends you know or
0: in part of your family yeah they are yeah. family no yeah. question they are yeah they are to me yeah um last question early riser night owl or both <laughs> depends on the season well, it's a, well call,
1: call it an early waker yeah. you know I, I wake up early yeah. okay and um but i'll you know turn on the sports. And um, early in the morning. Right. And I'll uh, get my fill a little bit of sports update on that. I turn over to CNBC yeah. and, and, and listen to the stock, you know, what's going on in, in, in the economy today. And and uh, so I I, I kind of spent an hour or two doing that. I've always said, don't ever talk to me in the morning. I won't do a deal in the morning. Sure. You know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a, a late day person. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I said, don't bring many papers to sign in the morning. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So, no, I – and I usually, you know, get to bed around 12 or so. Oh, wow. So, um, I'll, I'll stay up yeah. later in the evening. Yeah, yeah. do my reading or whatever.
0: And I'm sure that's changed throughout the seasons, you know. Yes. Like, yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. just yeah. that's how that sun, you know, yeah. works. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pat, I, I appreciate you coming in. I think people appreciate uh, hearing your story, and uh, I'm excited about your book. Well, thank you. I, I'm kind of excited
1: about it myself, I yeah. think um, – if, um, if you happen to read it, I think uh, there's some things I will, in there that. For sure. That, uh... But I need your signature on Oh, absolutely. We'll <laughs> do that for you. No charge. <laughs> well, thanks again. You bet, Andy. It's been a joy.